Okay, part four. Is this part four? Part four of insurance adjusters. So we went through the staff adjuster. We went through the cat adjuster. We went through the third-party adjuster. Now our last four and five adjusters are what we call the denial adjuster and the reconciliation adjuster. So this is how this business works. So most insurance companies give you a one-year window from the date of loss to file a claim. That's not to get the work done. That's to file a claim based on that storm event or that event. So what you'll usually see, and this can happen more towards winter months, is the last three months of that storm date, the, the carriers, the insurance companies or insurance claims departments, they're trying to what they call cap the storm or they're trying to close the storm. So the last three months, they want to slow how many open claims they have. And they also don't want to open up a bunch of brand new claims. So how it works in the business. And, you know, this is our cardinal cat. This is our terminology for this. Like I'm sure if you talked to an adjuster and said, are you a denial adjuster? Are you a reconciliation adjuster? They probably won't necessarily admit that they are or aren't. But the way that it works in our experience is the last three months of an event, they want to close the storm. So the insurance companies, from our experience, will send the denial adjuster out. So it might only be one or two of them. But the last three months of a storm, you're going to see the denial team come out. And these are, they're real, really, you know, they're really good talkers are really really smooth salespeople, and they are trained to not buy anything. And they're trained, if the customer is giving it, give them any you know, pushback, they're explained, to, they're explained to tell the homeowner why they're denying whatever they're denying. So damage or not, the third or the denial adjuster is gonna come out and they're gonna deny everything. So they do this with intent because you know, usually only one out of 10 consumers, if they have a problem on a claim or if they are denied, they don't know what the hell they're supposed to do. They don't know what they're entitled for, entitled to be paid. So if the adjuster says no damage, this is all you get, they're going to take it verbatim. And that's kind of part of why we're in business, because we know what's legit and what's not legit. So the denial team turns everything down and they are really good at explaining to the homeowner why it's not considered storm damage. I mean, I've had adjusters say critter. Yeah, this is this is a, a squirrel on angel dust. They, that's not hail damage. I mean, they'll say anything to get the claim turned down. And it's because, you know, you've got that 1% that's going to that's gonna argue. So you've got the denial team. They go around closing the storm out. They turn down everything. And then in our experience, what happens is that when you have all these claims denied, most of them wrongfully denied, you're going to have that 1% of people that are going to say bullshit. You're going to have the consumer that's going to say, nope, bullshit. And they're going to fight. They're going to go to their agent. They're going to fight. And then what happens is it, it triggers a readjust with a reconciliation adjuster who's gonna come out and do what they should have done in the first place and pay for everything. Your reconciliation team, usually these adjusters, and this is from you know my 15 years of doing this, uh, in my experience, the reconciliation adjuster is gonna be a staff adjuster, like maybe a supervisor or a boss, and they're coming behind and they usually, <laughs> they're usually bad mouthing whomever, 
whomever uh, denied the claim, you know, it's kind of their shtick. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't buy this. But when the when the uh, reconciliation adjuster comes out, they're usually going to be very fair, maybe even real liberal if they know, you know, if they know Cardinal, if they know, if they know the cat serve company is us. Usually. Okay, that video got cut off, obviously. You can tell we're not professional podcasters, but we're trying. So that cut off with the baby blue trucks. So the baby blue trucks came to me one one morning during meditation. I was going to have tan trucks or like khaki trucks and all of us were going to wear khaki pants and then it just came to me. The 1985 St. Louis Cardinal away jerseys. So I looked up that color and the closest color I could find was called Robin's Egg Blue. And then we found a Robin's Egg Blue from a 1968 Ford Mustang. And we looked up that color, took it to our auto body guy, and that is why we have the baby blue trucks. Okay, we will sign off and I think this will just get edited right into this uh, one Cardinal cast. See y'all later. Hey everybody, Aaron again. Hey, I wanted to do a Cardinal cast and hit on a few things that I use when I'm talking to a customer or when I'm when I'm working on trying to close a deal or close a sale. So basically what I want to get into is how I use Xactimate Hague Engineering and the NRCA as a few points that roofers and contractors probably don't know or don't go through and what really sets us apart. So, you know, the first thing is, you know, roofers and contractors, they don't really specialize in anything. Roofers roof, contractors do a little bit of everything. Some of our old marketing information said that, and I said, uh, you know, with Cardinal, with Cardinal Cat, we only do insurance claims. Therefore, that's our sole competency. It's our core competency. It's all we know. So when there's a big storm, everybody's an insurance claim contractor. But year in and year out, you know, every day, Cardinal Cat, Nashville Cat, this is all we do. So nobody is better when it comes to handling your insurance claims because we've spent the time, we've spent the money, we've done the research, we've got the experience, we know how all this works. So the first thing I'll talk about is Xactimate. Now your insurance company will come out and they will inspect your property and they will present you a scope of damage with you know numbers and figures to let you know how they are going to pay for whatever's ruined at your house. So 85% of the risk industry uses this big fancy software package called Xactimate with an X, Xactimate. So Xactimate is a software company based out of Salt Lake City. They started, I think, in like 1986. They started the 80s and they're the industry's leader. I'm sure they're in cahoots with somebody, but they are the industry leader when it comes to setting pricing, setting the pricing. So they'll pull, you know, different vendors and suppliers and look at labor rates and fuel rates and GDP and they'll look at all this stuff on a monthly basis and they'll tell you today in your zip code what it takes 
a licensed, insured, sometimes I'll say higher-end contractor to do the work. So there's an industry national package that State Farm, all the big insurance companies use to set the pricing. So as far as I know, we're one of a handful of companies, both in Metro Nashville and Metro St. Louis, where we pay all the money to have that exact same software that the insurance companies use. What does that mean? That just means that we know what everything costs. So fundamentally, we don't give bids because of that. Our duty is to meet with the adjuster, assess your damage and agree on the scope of damage and then we'll plug the scope of damage in to Xactimate and it will spit out based on where you live how much it will cost whether it's by the hour uh, linear foot square foot you know bid item whatever it might be Xactimate covers everything and it's not just for roofing you know you you burn down your basement you know you have to bring somebody out to rip out all your flooring we can Plug that into Xactimate and it will tell you. If you're a farmer and your your barn blows down and you lost your milk machine for your cows, you can plug the milk machine in and Xactimate will tell you what a milk machine costs based on your zip code. You know, I was even messing around with it and uh, I said, you know, it even has bowling alley lanes. So if I own a bowling alley and I get hit with a tornado and I have to purchase a new bowling lane. Xactimate will tell you what the price is. So it does anything, you know, and I know a lot of our Nashville office and other people really like to get into the nuts and bolts of how Xactimate works because it really tells you it has descriptions. It's a pretty extensive, uh, it's almost like a big search engine for exteriors, interiors, the cost of doing anything. So as an insurance claim contractor, there really isn't a whole lot we can't do, you know, between Google and our Rolodex and, and uh, you know, all of our connections within the industry. We can, if we can find somebody that's qualified to do it with the right insurance, we can figure out what the price is and we can cost out damn near anything. I know we've recently got into, you know, in 2020, 2019, we've gotten into some trades that we've really never messed with in, you know, 10 plus years of doing this in St. Louis. But the point is, all the insurance companies use Xactimate to set the pricing. So as an insurance claim only contractor, this is all we do. We set, we set the prices with the insurance company. So we're not just pulling prices out of our ass. We know what the stuff costs. We can put together an estimate that is line by line to the penny, exactly the same as State Farm as Allstate. So very few contractors have it. You know, the bigger boys that really know what they're doing, they will have Xactimate. And it actually puts together a really nice, pretty bid, a really nice, pretty uh, estimate. So that's one of the things that sets us apart. I will have uh, more more cardinal casts coming out talking about bids and why bids work against you and you know the whole point of uh, having Xactimate if you can explain this to your customer you can say this is why we don't give pricing out okay we're going to we're going to let the insurance company let them set the scope of damage we already know what it costs because we've got the same pricing software so we're just going to check their math and that's a really easy way to eliminate bids. Um, more on that later. So the next thing we talk about is Hig Engineering. So Hig Engineering is a forensic science firm. They started in the 50s. Uh, they're from Irving, Texas. 
and they pretty much set the standard for what all the insurance companies follow for what's called functional damage. So they have all these scientists and they do all these tests and they will basically tell you what ruins exteriors, roofing, siding, and whatnot. I'm sure they do more than roofing. But um, they have a class uh, all over the country. It's actually a pretty big outfit. And most, the way I explain it to new people, the way I explain it to homeowners is, think of Hague Engineering as adjuster school. So if you're an adjuster and you're new and you want to learn about what is and is not damage, you know, most insurance companies have a version of some sort of an engineer type training and Hague Engineering is the company that kind of sets a standard across the board. So it costs a shitload of money. And it's one of those things where every year you have to do continual education. I believe it is a, it's a 25, 35 hour class. A lot of times we'll send people, uh, they're all over the country. So for Cardinal, we'll usually send people to Nashville or to uh, Chicago uh, to go through the, it's a three or four day class with a test and you must pass the test at some percentage in order to get your Hague Engineering Residential Roofing Accreditation or Certificate. So there's commercial, there's residential, and there also is wind, which I haven't done yet. But I had my Hague certification in 2010, so I've had it for quite a while. Um, we like to, when our project managers hit, hit whatever specific benchmark they have in their pay plans, um, the company will pony up the money to have the project manager go out and get and go through the Hague engineering uh, classes and take the test and and have their certificate. So basically when I'm selling this to the public, this really, you know, tells you that not only do we know how much it costs and we have, you know, all the technology to know what the stuff costs, we also spend the time and money so all of our sales team, all of our project managers, they know what damage is. I mean, hail damage, believe it or not, can be very subjective. And for the untrained eye, a lot of people won't know what the difference is between a foot fault and a blister and, you know, actually a bruise on a shingle. So Hague Engineering tells the public that, yeah, you don't know what this is, but roofers and contractors here in Nashville, roofers and contractors, you know, in St. Louis, they don't spend the time and money to really educate themselves, to become a student of what we do, of their trade, of their industry. They, a lot of them won't go to Hague Engineering. They don't know what the heck it is. You know, they put a roof on, pay me Friday. I need to get a new neck tat, whatever. But with Cardinal, when you're working with Cardinal Cat, you know, most of our project managers, I think we've got eight or so today. I don't know how many. We've had as many as I think 20 Hague certified, you know, project managers selling for the company. So that means that they will go through and they will become a student of what is and is not ruined. Now, I caution everybody about Hague Engineering because here's the deal. Just because we've went through the training and we know what Hague Engineering says is damage or is not damage, what's a bruise, what's functional damage, is the shingle fractured, all this stuff, 
doesn't necessarily mean the insurance adjuster is going to agree with it or the insurance company is going to approve whatever whatever we're working with. So just because we have Hague Engineering doesn't give us a license to have everything approved. What it really does is it it shows your customers that you are qualified. It shows you know what we're talking about. And really, when we started the company and when I first started doing this, I thought, you know, I want the insurance adjusters to know that I know what they know. And if they're working with a contractor that, that knows what the hell they're talking about, they'll probably be more fair. They'll probably be more giving. So I usually will wear my Hague engineering ID badge with my Cardinal badge when I'm on job sites and I flash a thing all the time. The homeowners, insurance agents, people, you know, the the public won't know what Hague engineering is, but you better believe that most adjusters are going to know what Hague engineering is. Now, some adjusters will think it's bullshit. Some people will think it's, uh, you know, they follow their standards, they agree with them, whatever. Um, it just shows the insurance adjuster that we know what the heck we're talking about. And, you know, for some people, you know, it really helps them. It talks weather patterns. It talks roofing. It talks, talks shingles. It talks manufacturing. It does, if you are a student of being a project manager for Cardinal Cat, for Nash Cat, for any of our companies, if you really are taking this seriously and you really want this to be long-term, you know, uh, long-term career path, uh, your own company, you will go and get your Hague Engineering certi- certificate. So Hague Engineering kind of just shows the customers too. You know, we know what this is. So my quick line that I'll say is, yeah, Hague Engineering is the, uh, the standard that all the insurance companies follow. So what basically what Hague Engineering says is measure a 10 foot by 10 foot test square. Like another, in other words, a 10 foot by 10 foot box on a roof. And every insurance company will have a different standard, but usually it's seven for a three tab and then eight or nine for an architectural shingle. On that test square, on that 10 foot by 10 foot square, if you can find seven to nine hail hits, that that means that that elevation, that side of the roof is totaled or they're going to pay to remove and replace it. So the way that most adjusters will come out is they'll do a test square in one part of the roof, They'll do another test square in another part of the roof, and it's not really set in stone, but usually, you know, two to three elevations will cover full tear-off and full replacement. So knowing test squares, knowing Hague Engineering won't hurt you. It'll help you. It'll, it'll show you. Um, it'll show the adjuster that you know what you're talking about and just builds credibility with your customers. So Hague Engineering, you know, and, and check it out on the website and online. I mean, it, it does have a bunch of stuff for, you know, whomever you're working with or mentoring with or with me, where I can go through and explain how it works. Now, I think that we all should be wearing our Hague Engineer ID badge and our company ID badge, but that's just me. And not everybody agrees with that. So we'll leave it at that. So the last thing with this, uh, some extra features, advantages and benefits of, of us hiring Cardinal and working for working with us uh, is the NRCA, so the National Roofing Contractors Association. So what the National Roofing Contractors Association is, it's a nonprofit organization that started at the turn of the century, like in nineteen early 1900s out of Chicago. And basically, it's a organization that helps set 
all the roofing codes and standards, basically nation, for the world follows it, but basically for the United States. So they help write code. Um, they basically set the guidelines for you know how to be a roofer. So it's a, it's a membership, it's a pay membership, so you gotta pay for it, it's a couple grand a year, I think. Um, it's, not, it's not cheap. And when you are a member, you have access to all their libraries, all their data. Um, I've done conference calls with their engineers. If I had a customer that you know had a gotcha moment and got me in something I didn't know, I wasn't gonna bullshit my way through it. I had a customer ask me something that I wasn't quite sure of, so I organized a conference call with one of the engineers in Chicago and talked to Roof Nerd. I think it was about a layover is actually what it was, but anyway, don't use them that much. I personally like them for the branding. I like to have the NRCA stuff all over our trucks, all over our marketing information. Um, yeah, I think in St. Louis, there's only 30 roofing contractors that are members of the NRCA. So most roofers and most contractors, they don't give a crap. I mean, they just, they're not going to spend the money on something that's going to show the public and help teach their staff, you know, the best roofing practices. So when you think of what the, what the NRCA does for, for Cardinal, for our branding, for reputation, for NASHCAT, is um, it shows quality. It shows that we know the latest and greatest technologies, we know the most cutting edge, whatever it is having to do with roofing, we know about it. Now they send out tons of, of literature and um, we get inundated with all their stuff. If anybody really wants to know anything from the NRCA, um, I can get anything sent over to you. And um, I think a lot of their stuff is online. They've got regular old book books. They help with they help write the roofing test nationwide for the the states that do require testing and whatnot. So what the NRCA really will show the public is you know we take the time to keep up with you know the latest latest and greatest everything about roofing. So we know our shit basically. So between Hague Engineering, NRCA, and having the Xactimate software license, I mean, those are three things that I sell constantly. Now, the cool thing about this is, you know, it's building credibility, it's building knowledge, it's building comfort. Listen, we know this shit. We really know this stuff. You know, roofers and contractors, the way that the way it works nationwide is, I mean, it's a fast sale, it's a used car salesman type sale, it's a cheap, it's price, it's bang, bang, bang. We're going, hold on. You know, let's really teach the customer how all this shit works. An insurance claim is a once in a lifetime proposition for a lot of people. So let's really slow down, let's show you how it works, and let's make sure that we're working together and Let's get your house put together the right way. It really shows our expertise. So this one, uh, um, I'll leave this one go. Um, have a great one, and we'll keep on pounding through these cardinal casts for teaching. Hello, everybody. On this cardinal cast, I would like to talk a little bit about collections and things that are vital to our company and then some recent changes uh, with our corporate attorneys and how things are in the real world or in with reality so as a company you know going on you know 10 plus 12 years of doing this we really haven't had a lot of people that kept 
the insurance money uh, didn't pay us. Um, we haven't, it hasn't been a huge deal. Now, after our huge year in, in 2017, doing 17 million in change in sales and some, maybe some change in the culture, I don't know, not of our company, but just in, in the United States or in Illinois, St. Louis, we end up having more people keep the money, um, not pay us. So we end up sending uh, a lot of jobs into, you know, SCA into our internal collections, senior collections audit. And then some have actually went out to uh, our court, one of our corporate attorneys, and we either sued for breach of contract or whatever the case may be. Now, we haven't had a lot of these. I mean, if you think about it as a company, we've been very blessed. I think since we do such a great job with what we do, we do what we say, we say what we do. We just haven't had a huge issue with collections. And 17 until, you know, 17, 18, 19, we've had more. So it's something that we have to address. So basically, you know, we should be picking customers. We should be, you know, working in orchestra, as I say. We should be working together, you know, trying to get maximum from the insurance company, you know, ethically and getting it put back to, towards the house. But let's face it, there are scumbags, there are assholes, there are people all over that uh, when they get a chance, they're going to stick it to you. You know, we've had some people say, well, you're this huge, giant construction company. You can just write it off. No, that comes out of somebody's pay somewhere. Well, not really, but that's what we tell the homeowner. Um, and we've had some people, you know, you're just, you know, you're just some, some small time mom and pop roofer. You ain't going to do anything. So go F yourself. Good luck paying us. And I can say that, you know, in uh, 10, 12 years of doing this, it wasn't until 2018, so we're in business for eight years before we ever filed a lien. So I used to actually say that when I'm selling a job is that, you know, we're a construction company. We work so well with our homeowners that we've never even filed a lien and we're a contractor. Well, that just changed. And then uh, so when a customer doesn't pay, usually it'll go up the ladder and we'll have, you know, a discussion with uh, with senior collections internally and try to formulate a plan you know legally there isn't uh without filing lawsuit you know there there's nothing we can really do and then i guess the uh, the main point of this specific podcast is uh our attorneys have changed and there's a new person uh in edwardsville handling our our uh lawsuits for deadbeats and i'm not and we're, we're just, they're charging us a shitload more than we've ever charged, than we've ever been charged for. So it is kind of a, a situation that I'm addressing and we are going to be changing uh, our process when it comes to how we're going to seek legal action. So basically the way it used to work is we would, you know, sue, um, we've had wages garnished, we've won all of our lawsuits and most of the time, um, we would have the judge would award in our favor, or it would be something like a no contest, and they'd also award attorney fees. Well, this last go around, we we're up to tens of thousands of dollars of attorney fees, and something that uh, that's new to our industry, or at least new to our knowledge, is um, we've never lost a case where 
we didn't have attorney fees charged back. And in our contract language, if you're familiar with the authorization of the insured or even the back of the change order, you know, it does say if you break the contract, you're paying this percentage of the RCV. There's all these penalties and all these penalties. Well, our attorney said, that's great. You can have it on your contract, but that doesn't guarantee that you're going to get that money. The judge can change and award it. They can say, you're getting this, but you're not getting this. So that just happened to us with a couple jobs where they favored in our favor, but they didn't award attorney fees. So we've got a couple jobs that, you know, we're actually just to sue and collect. We're losing, you know, four, five plus thousand dollars on a job. So we're saying, okay, effective immediately, we are going to pump the brakes. We are going to have to redo how we handle our collections. And I guess that's what I'm talking about here now. Now, um, for the Nashville office, we are listed as a on the checks when the insurance company issue the checks. So we don't see collections as nearly the issue that it has uh, blown up here in St. Louis. But I still think we need to be very aware of all of our money that's due for all of our jobs. Uh, each project manager, I mean, look at every job like a profit loss statement is what I say. And if you have a very small down payment, sometimes you might have to go in there and collect more money or get depreciation released or collect deductible or something, you know, so we're not upside down on jobs. Something that really hurts a lot of contractors and puts a lot of guys out of business is, is uh, not collecting enough. So if you think of each job as, you know, a, a profit loss statement, you don't spend, you know, six or $7,000 of labor and materials and only have, you know, a, a two or $3,000 ACV check. So just think about that. We'll work in more teaching and training about this. Uh, the way it's gonna work, I think moving forward is uh, um, everybody has to be very diligent uh, within the system, keeping their stuff updated. There's a report called substantial work done after the roof. So if we all, everybody selling stays on top of their substantial work done, that is there not only to help with collections and not just to help us, you know, with our, with our days out and things like that. It's also there to let us know that, hey, we might need to remind the project manager to get working, but also is do we need to lean this house? Do we need to, to get something going with collections? So the way we're going to handle these things, you know, I guess until further notice is if we do have a deadbeat, if we do have somebody that, that we think is getting funny and not paying us, um, we need to lean really fast. I think we need to lean faster. So we hadn't really used leaning as a as an opportunity to collect that much in the past. But I think um, each collection should be treated treated as a job by job basis. So, we probably need to have a case-by-case -case discussion one differently. Um, we're going to groom our older attorney that we've had since we started. Um, we're going we're gonna to groom other attorneys and maybe a paralegal um, with, with the uh, other attorneys to work on getting some writer out. Uh, you know, and a lot of times with collections, um, you, know, you can go through the process and get 
weighted the charge and things like that. But a lot of times, I've always heard you want to find somebody that doesn't mind uh, giving people a hard time and isn't afraid to be an asshole. Just uh, all involved, involved, involved. Thank you, boys. My name is Aaron Specht. I'm the founder and owner of Cardinal Catastrophe Services, Nashville Catastrophe Services, and all the CatServe entities. I wanted to welcome you to what we call our Cardinal Casts. These are podcasts, training type informational pieces. Hopefully, this will be something that you can listen over and over again if needed. And we want to teach everybody the tools and different tips and things that we've learned through our experience. We call, some, we call it the cardinal ways. 
where we have a specific style in terms of how we manage our jobs, our entrepreneurial culture, how we work to be of maximum service to the risk industry, and just how we do things. So hopefully they're not too long and nothing is more important than family and my boys will be an integral part of how we do all this teaching and training. We started these in 2018, so we hope you enjoy. So if you are joining me, welcome to our team. Welcome to our family. We're a very family-oriented company. Uh, my boys, my family are very important to me, and we want to welcome you in to our family. And we certainly hope you enjoy what we're teaching. And hopefully, we can all improve the quality of our lives and help our customers as much as possible. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. It's Aaron again. Say on this Cardinal Cast, I wanted to explain or just kind of talk through some of the things that we've done as a company and some of the philosophy or some of the ways that have worked for us, uh, basically to develop a multi-million dollar roofing company and you know, to do things the way that we do. I always tell people that, yeah, I'm a little bit crazy. Um, we don't do things normal. We're not a normal company. So the goal that I've had from day one for the company has been to make it where you're always working or you're never working. We want to make the job not to be like a job. You know, the old saying, you know, find something you love to do and you never work a day in your life. Well, why, my thinking in 2009 anyway, was why can't we develop a company where we teach people some of the insider tips and tricks that we've learned or that I've learned to sell insurance jobs. And so we want to make this not like a job. So some of the ways we go about doing things aren't really normal for lack of a better word, in the construction and roofing business. You know, most roofers, it's a give a bid, profit loss statements, and uh, there really isn't a whole lot of teamwork, in my opinion. There really isn't a lot of upward mobility. There really isn't a relationship of, you know, the company really caring about long-term relationships. So what I talk about with our business is, you know, we're business partners, whether you knock on doors, whether you answer phones, whether you're an installer, whether you're a project manager, whatever you're doing, you're a business partner. So we really talk about, or we really enjoy the word entrepreneurialism. We like to talk about running your own business. So the way I've set, the way we set this up is we want to be business partners and we want to work together towards a common goal. And the goal is to grow our companies profitably. And then also, if we can make our culture very inclusive, if we can make our culture, I don't want to say easy because we must work, but if we do what I call real work, if we're really working towards a common goal, and if we're really working towards being of maximum service to both our customers and the insurance companies, 
we have a recession proof well even in this day and age covid 19 proof we've got a depression proof we've got a business where the insurance companies will cover storm damage so we don't really see any weather patterns changing we know there'll always be storm damage so if we work together if we really work as true business partners if we really are sharing an entrepreneurial culture where working is just part of your day when you're managing jobs when you're talking to customers when you're going to do a color meeting picking up an acv check whatever you're doing it's not hard and it's actually quite fun and as you get into becoming a student of the business or becoming a student of you know being a project manager the profit loss statements you know doing these jobs for maximum revenue it gets to be very fun and i've been doing it for a while so i i really find it rewarding i know we have a niche uh we know we're the we're the first company in metro st louis where this is all we do with insurance claims and we think we've got uh, really, really above average everything across the board. So as we've grown the company, we really want to be talking about everybody is business partners. We work together. We do have, you know, very few rules and regulations. We have, you know, what I call what we call the cardinal way where, you know, we direct this is how things ought to be done. We're going to really, really pound on teaching and training so everybody knows all the nuance of this industry so we do have a, a nice big push on education and teaching and you know these podcasts these cardinal casts i feel are something i've been working on for the last couple of years and we're finally figuring out the best ways to publish them but with a entrepreneurial culture we really want people to feel like you own your own business. So along with the entrepreneurial culture, a big thing that I talk about, and this kind of ties right into, you know, being, being business partners is decentralization. So decentralization simply just means bottom-up management. So, you know, traditional, most corporations, it's a, you've got, you've got bosses and you've got workers. You know, you've got the board of directors that don't really know how to do anything and they dictate the orders to everybody that's actually doing the work. So the doers, the people get, getting their hands dirty, don't really have a whole lot of say. So what I've learned in my 30 plus years of working for a relatively decent sized company uh, before I started Cardinal is we were a very decentralized company. So the thought was, if you have your people who are actually doing the work, if you have people involved with the decision-making process and how we do things, implementing change. If they are part of the decision-making process, most people will work really hard because they feel like they're included. And, you know, it's not because they're being told to. So with the company and like with the way that I teach is uh, very few times will, will you have, you know, because I, I am CEO, you'll very, very seldom have me say, because I said, so just do this. So, Whenever I'm working with anybody, I always give different scenarios. You could, here's a way to handle this. Here's another way to handle this. Here's how I've had success in the past. And then the person will hopefully take the information, take the knowledge bomb and implement their own style or their own variation to how they want to handle something.
So the, the very bottom up, the very hands on, you know, we really want to have that entrepreneurial culture and that creative freedom to be part of the decision making process. And, you know, one thing that you'll hear me say all the time, and this is, uh, you know, right into our company philosophy and things is humility. So, yes, yes, I own the company. Yes, I signed the checks. Yes, I was here first. But I'm not the smartest guy and I'm very and I will very humbly, you know, own up to decisions that I've made or things that I've done that may may not have been the best. So I think, you know, most big, you know, multi-million dollar companies, you're not going to get the executive this hands on or this humble, you know, working with humility to let people know that, hey, we're all in this together. We can all do we all can do very well financially if we all work together towards this. And then another piece of this, and this kind of gets into the culture of the company. And, you know, over the past, you know, 10, 10, 12 years, you know, we've, we've had a lot of trial and error. We've had, we've had people in the company that did a really good job and, you know, for whatever reason, burnt out or, you know, just uh, didn't stick with, didn't stick with it. So we always keep on trying you know, to reinvent the company. We always are trying to, you know, keep our company very fluid, very moving because the industry itself is moving very fast. But the one thing that we've learned, you know, with our entrepreneurial uh, spirit that we try to empower everybody and, you know, with our decentralized management, with our inclusive management, you know, the other big piece of this is uh, we call, I call it responsible freedom. So, you know, we're going to provide a kick-ass job. We're going to provide a kick-ass place to work. We're going to provide financial opportunities that, you know, most people that do well with our companies have never made this much money before. And part of making money is what I call doing real work. So, you know, language that I taught that I say all the time is, listen, you know, we're all grown-ups here. Nobody's babysitting anybody. You know, you look yourself in the mirror. You know if you are really working. I call it real work. You know if you're doing real work or you know if you're full of shit and you're just kind of uh, going through the motions, collecting some commissions or collecting a paycheck. So if we hold ourselves accountable, you know, and if we're responsible about the freedom that we have within our company, we will all do really well. And basically what responsible freedom is, is, you know, don't blow off something that's important, you know, return your phone calls. You know, eyeball to eyeball, face to face communication. You know, uh, I always say ag- aggressive communication. You know, none of this passive aggressive hiding behind texts and emails. You know, I've always found that just being very, very frank, being be polite, be respectful, be courteous, but be very direct. And that's the best way to handle a customer or a supplier or a sub or even somebody within the company that you may be having a, a hiccup with. But if you're, if you handle the freedom that you have, you know, since we are a virtual company, everything is remote. We don't have office hours. We don't have sales quotas. You know, we want you to be part of our team, but we want you to hold yourself accountable. And we want you to be, you know, responsible for your own company, for your own bottom line. And that will help with the company's bottom line. So last, um, with this little part about, you know, how, how I view the company or the goals and the vision of the company for, you know, how we do things is, you know, I, I really like to see people that are 
you know, doing things to self-enhance themselves too. You know, jump on Google, call a supplier, you know, sit on your job sites and really get into, you know, how things work. You know, as a construction company, there's not a whole lot we can't do. Now, sometimes we're getting into trades or work that we don't know. And sometimes the project manager, sometimes the sales team will have to do some research and learn how to do things. And, you know, along with the Cardinal cast and the the pieces that we're putting out, you know, the really kick-ass operating system, Freud, does require attention. And, um, you know, I I really encourage people, you know, whether it's getting into the system or even go through and really know our website, know our marketing materials. I mean, our marketing folders really, really are the best in the industry. But this this information that we have will teach teach people how to do everything that we do. Okay, so I will sign out with this. This may get piggybacked onto another podcast, but I know we're, we are an entrepreneurial bottom-up company, and we really want our company to be a place where we have a lot of people who enjoy our culture, enjoy our freedom, and share the common goal, and we can help a lot of customers fix up their houses. We can do things right and have the insurance companies, you know, pay for these houses to be fixed up. And if we're lean and mean and we're smart about how we manage our jobs, you know, the, the income, the sky is the limit. So, you know, we know that everybody works to make money. It's really, you know, all about how we can enhance the quality of our families' lives and our lives by making a really nice wage. Well, with the companies, with the company that I've built, the company that, uh, that you're hanging out with right now, you can make more money than you've ever made in your life. But you must follow the directions and you must do real work. And you must be, I say, you must be a student of the industry. So that is it. Signing off. Have a great one. Hey, everybody. Aaron again. So I wanted to have a cardinal cast, and I wanted to talk about integrated working. So many of you have heard my dumbass uh, statement that I say all the time, which is I'm always working. I'm never working. If you're a true entrepreneur, you're always working, you're never working. So that's also, um, I think somebody from Harvard or something just put out a paper and they called it uh, integrated working. So that means that your work life is mixed in with your day-to-day life, your family life, your fun. It's, you know, whether it's your exercise or your social life, whatever you do, if you have something that you enjoy doing, if you have a business that you truly love what you do and you just make it an everyday part of your life. So we, so in this case, you don't have set hours. We don't have specific, a lot of rules and regulations because you're always plugged in, but then you're never plugged in. You know, we're a virtual company, we're a remote company. We can work out of our trucks. We can work from the beaches of Waikiki or we can work on top of our job sites, right? Right in our towns. So integrated working, that's, Another way of saying, you know, I'm always working, I'm never working. Another analogy that I've, I've had in this uh, scenario is uh, for those of us that are parents. You know, now I know this is kind of my philosophy. I don't know if everybody feels the same way as I do. But, you know, as a dad, I never get to turn it off. I'm always a dad. It's my life. It's what I do. Um, being a dad, being a husband is, 
is what I do. If somebody says, hey, Aaron, what do you do for a living? I say, I'm a dad. That's my job. But I don't get to pick and choose, at least the way that I do things. I don't get to pick and choose when I'm a dad and when I'm not a dad. So if I plug this same philosophy into my work life, guess what? I'm never working. If I have a workstation set up at my home office, if I have a workstation set up at Cardinal Cap, if I have my truck or my vehicle set up where I have everything that I need, um, you know, most of us are, are set up with iPads and, you know, smartphones. So everything that we need, we can have access to no matter where we are. So, so hence, I'm always working. I'm never working. So just take that in consideration, you know, I guess I would say, you know, for some of the newer people, you know, you might have to put some more street time in. You might have to really beat the pavement to really build what I call your roofing pipeline, you know, but have fun with it. Your customers will see the joy, you know, don't make it about the almighty dollar. You know, I always say, take the service approach to doing this business. You know, the term you've heard, you've heard me say, and it comes right out of the Alcoholics Anonymous book, is, uh, is uh, of maximum service. So we want to be maximum service to our customers. We want to also be of maximum service to the rental industry. Insurance companies know that we're a solid company. We do things the way that they would want them done within reason. Um, they're going to give us, they're going to award more supplements, they're going to award more, more payments on these insurance. So if we're truly Taking this approach, you know, the, the quality of your life will improve, in my opinion, because you're helping people. And if you're really not only concerned about your pocket, but if you're really trying to help people, you're trying to help your fellow within the company, you're trying to help your customer, you're working in, in conjunction with your customer to get maximum, you're working within the insurance company's confines with the adjuster, you know, you're being a good about it and showing character, sales will come, revenue will come, financial freedom will come. Um, when people, I guess the way that I see it in our experience, some of the people that uh, have failed the company, um, in my experience, not to be a negative, but when people put their personal money, their, their personal um, greed for when they put their money in front of trying to help customers, trying to help, um, that's, when, that's when they fired away. That's when, when things didn't go well for the company. So I just learned this as a, somebody that's been in recovery for you know, almost 15 years now, um, 13 years, I guess, is where I'm at. Um, always trying to be of service to people, the money will come. So just take that consideration. Always working. I'm never working. Get your, you know, the goal is to get your business to be set up with your own style, your own way, your own freedom, you know, your own comfort, so you can do it the way that you want to do it, and get to that place where not only are you having financial freedom, but you know, there's a certain peace of mind, you know, to not work at time clock, to not work, you know, behind the you know, to be able to whatever you want in your life and still run your job projects no matter where you are so take that in consideration and i'm 
sure this will get spliced into one of those, uh, one of the culture or about uh, how we do things. So signing off. Hey everybody, Aaron again. Hey, I wanted to do a Cardinal cast and hit on a few things that I use when I'm talking to a customer or when I'm when I'm working on trying to close a deal or close a sale. So basically what I want to get into is how I use Xactimate, Hague Engineering, and the NRCA as a few points that roofers and contractors probably don't know or don't go through and what really sets us apart. So, you know, the first thing is, you know, roofers and contractors, they don't really specialize in anything. Roofers roof, contractors do a little bit of everything. Some of our old marketing information said that. And I said, uh, you know, with Cardinal, with Cardinal Cat, we only do insurance claims. Therefore, that's our sole competency. It's our core competency. It's all we know. So when there's a big storm, everybody's an insurance claim contractor. But year in and year out, you know, every day, Cardinal Cat, Nashville Cat, this is all we do. So nobody is better when it comes to handling your insurance claims because we've spent the time, we've spent the money, we've done the research, we've got the experience, we know how all this works. So the first thing I'll talk about is Xactimate. Now your insurance company will come out and they will inspect your property and they will present you a scope of damage with you know numbers and figures to let you know how they are going to pay for whatever's ruined at your house. So 85% of the risk industry uses this big fancy software package called Xactimate with an X, Xactimate. So Xactimate is a software company based out of Salt Lake City. They started, I think, in like 1986. They started the 80s, and they're the industry's leader. I'm sure they're in cahoots with somebody, but they are the industry leader when it comes to setting pricing, setting the pricing. So they'll pull you know, different vendors and suppliers and look at labor rates and fuel rates and GDP, and they'll look at all this stuff on a monthly basis, and they'll tell you, Today, in your zip code, what it takes a licensed, insured, sometimes I'll say higher-end contractor to do the work. So there's an industry national package that State Farm, all the big insurance companies use to set the pricing. So as far as I know, we're one of a handful of companies, both in Metro Nashville and Metro St. Louis, where we pay all the money to have that exact same software that the insurance companies use. What does that mean? That just means that we know what everything costs. So fundamentally, we don't give bids because of that. Our duty is to meet with the adjuster, assess your damage and agree on the scope of damage and then we'll plug the scope of damage into Xactimate and it will spit out based on where you live how much it will cost whether it's by the hour uh, linear foot square foot you know bid item whatever it might be Xactimate covers everything and it's not just for roofing you know you you burn down your basement you know you have to bring somebody out to rip out all your flooring we can 
plug that into Xactimate and it will tell you. If you're a farmer and your your barn blows down and you lost your milk machine for your cows, you can plug the milk machine in and Xactimate will tell you what a milk machine costs based on your zip code. You know, I was even messing around with it and uh, I said, you know, it even has bowling alley lanes. So if I own a bowling alley and... I get hit with a tornado and I have to purchase a new bowling lane. Xactimate will tell you what the price is. So it does anything, you know, and I know a lot of our Nashville office and other people really like to get into the nuts and bolts of how Xactimate works because it really tells you it has descriptions. It's a pretty extensive, uh, it's almost like a big search engine for exteriors, interiors, the cost of doing anything. So as an insurance claim contractor, there really isn't a whole lot we can't do, you know, between Google and our Rolodex and, and, uh, you know, all of our connections within the industry. We can, if we can find somebody that's qualified to do it with the right insurance, we can figure out what the price is and we can cost out damn near anything. I know we've recently got into, you know, in 2020, 2019, we've gotten into some trades that we've really never messed with in, you know, 10 plus years of doing this in St. Louis. But the point is, all the insurance companies use Xactimate to set the pricing. So as an insurance claim only contractor, this is all we do. We set, we set the prices with the insurance company. So we're not just pulling prices out of our ass. We know what the stuff costs. We can put together an estimate that is line by line to the penny, exactly the same as State Farm as Allstate. So very few contractors have it. You know, the bigger boys that really know what they're doing, they will have Xactimate. And it actually puts together a really nice, pretty bid, a really nice, pretty uh, estimate. So that's one of the things that sets us apart. I will have uh, more more cardinal casts coming out talking about bids and why bids work against you and you know the whole point of uh, having Xactimate if you can explain this to your customer you can say this is why we don't give pricing out okay we're going to we're going to let the insurance company let them set the scope of damage we already know what it costs because we've got the same pricing software so we're just going to check their math And that's a really easy way to eliminate bids. Um, More on that later. So the next thing we talk about is Hague Engineering. So Hague Engineering is a forensic science firm. They started in the 50s. Uh, They're from Irving, Texas. And they pretty much set the standard for what all the insurance companies follow for what's called functional damage. So they have all these scientists and they do all these tests and they will basically tell you what ruins exteriors, roofing, siding and whatnot. I'm sure they do more than roofing, but um, they have a class uh, all over the country. It's actually a pretty big outfit and most... The way I explain it to new people, the way I explain it to homeowners is think of Hague Engineering as adjuster school. So if you're an adjuster and you're new and you want to learn about what is and is not damage, you know, most insurance companies have a version of some sort of an engineer type training and Hague Engineering is the company that kind of sets a standard across the board. So it costs a shitload of money. And it's one of those things where every year you have to do continual education. I believe it is a, it's a 25, 35 hour class 
a lot of times we'll send people, uh, they're all over the country, so for Cardinal, we'll usually send people to Nashville or to uh, Chicago uh, to go through the, it's a three or four day class with a test, and you must pass the test at some percentage in order to get your Hague Engineering Residential Roofing Accreditation or Certificate. So there's commercial, there's residential, and there also is wind, which I haven't done yet. But I had my Hague certification in 2010, so I've had it for quite a while. Um, we like to, when our project managers hit, hit whatever specific benchmark they have in their pay plans, um, the company will pony up the money to have the project manager go out and, get, and go through the Hague engineering uh, classes and take the test and, and have their certificate. So basically, when I'm selling this to the public, this really you know, tells you that not only do we know how much it costs and we have, you know, all the technology to know what the stuff costs, we also spend the time and money so all of our sales team, all of our project managers, they know what damage is. I mean, hail damage, believe it or not, can be very subjective. And for the untrained eye, a lot of people won't know what the difference is between a foot fault and a blister and, you know, actually a bruise on a shingle. So Hague Engineering tells the public that, yeah, you don't know what this is, but roofers and contractors here in Nashville, roofers and contractors, you know, in St. Louis, they don't spend the time and money to really educate themselves, to become a student of what we do, of their trade, of their industry. They, a lot of them won't go to Hague Engineering. They don't know what the heck it is. You know, they put a roof on, pay me Friday. I need to get a new neck tat, whatever. But with Cardinal, when you're working with Cardinal Cat, you know, most of our project managers, I think we've got eight or so today. I don't know how many. We've had as many as I think 20 Hague certified, you know, project managers selling for the company. So that means that they will go through and they will become a student of what is and is not ruined. Now, I caution everybody about Hague Engineering because here's the deal. Just because we've went through the training and we know what Hague Engineering says is damage or is not damaged, what's a bruise, what's functional damage, is the shingle fractured, all this stuff doesn't necessarily mean the insurance adjuster is going to agree with it or the insurance company is going to approve whatever whatever we're working with. So just because we have Hague Engineering doesn't give us a license to have everything approved. What it really does is it shows your customers that you are qualified. It shows you know what we're talking about. And really, when we started the company and when I first started doing this, I thought, you know, I want the insurance adjusters to know that I know what they know. And if they're working with a contractor that, that knows what the hell they're talking about, they'll probably be more fair. They'll probably be more giving. So I usually will wear my Hague engineering ID badge with my Cardinal badge when I'm on job sites and I flash a thing all the time. The homeowners, insurance agents, people, you know, the, the public won't know what Hague engineering is, but you better believe that most adjusters are going to know what Hague engineering is. Now, some adjusters will think it's bullshit. Some people will think it's, uh, you know, they follow their standards, they agree with them, whatever. Um, it just shows the insurance adjuster that we know what the heck we're talking about. 
And, you know, for some people, you know, it really helps them. It talks weather patterns. It talks roofing. It talks, talks shingles. It talks manufacturing. It does, if you are a student of being a project manager for Cardinal Cat, for Nash Cat, for any of our companies, if you really are taking this seriously and you really want this to be long-term, you know, uh, long-term career path, uh, your own company, you will go and get your Hague Engineering certif- Certificate. So Hague Engineering kind of just shows the customers too, you know, we know what this is. So my quick line that I'll say is, yeah, Hague Engineering is the, uh, the standard that all the insurance companies follow. So what basically what Hague Engineering says is measure a 10 foot by 10 foot test square. Like another, in other words, a 10 foot by 10 foot box on a roof. And every insurance company will have a different standard, but usually it's seven for a three tab and then eight or nine for an architectural shingle. On that test square, on that 10 foot by 10 foot square, if you can find seven to nine hail hits, that that means that that elevation, that side of the roof is totaled or they're going to pay to remove and replace it. So the way that most adjusters will come out is they'll do a test square in one part of the roof, They'll do another test square in another part of the roof, and it's not really set in stone, but usually, you know, two to three elevations will cover full tear-off and full replacement. So knowing test squares, knowing Hague Engineering won't hurt you. It will help you. It'll, it'll show you. Um, it'll show the adjuster that you know what you're talking about and just builds credibility with your customers. So Hague Engineering, you know, and, and check it out on the website and online. I mean, it, it does have a bunch of stuff for, you know, whomever you're working with or mentoring with or with me, where I can go through and explain how it works. Now, I think that we all should be wearing our Hague Engineer ID badge and our company ID badge, but that's just me. And not everybody agrees with that, so we'll leave it at that. So the last thing with this, uh, some extra features, advantages, and benefits of, of us hiring Cardinal and working working with us uh, is the NRCA, so the National Roofing Contractors Association. So what the National Roofing Contractors Association is, it's a nonprofit organization that started at the turn of the century, like in nineteen early 1900s out of Chicago. And basically, it's a organization that helps set all the roofing codes and standards, basically nation, the world follows it, but basically for the United States. So they help write code. Um, They basically set the guidelines for, you know, how to be a roofer. So it's a, it's a membership. It's a pay membership. So you got to pay for it. It's a couple grand a year. I think Um, it's not, it's not cheap. And when you are a member, you have access to all their libraries, all their data. Um, I've done conference calls with their engineers. If I had a customer that, you know, had a gotcha moment and got me in something I didn't know, I wasn't going to bullshit my way through it. I had a customer ask me something that I wasn't quite sure of. So I organized a conference call with one of the engineers in Chicago and talked to Roof Nerd. I think it was about a layover is actually what it was. But... Anyway, don't use them that much. I personally like them for the branding. I like to have the NRCA stuff all over our trucks, all over our marketing information. Um, 
Yeah, I think in St. Louis, there's only 30 roofing contractors that are members of the NRCA. So most roofers and most contractors, they don't give a crap. I mean, they just, they're not going to spend the money on something that's going to show the public and help teach their staff, you know, the best roofing practices. So when you think of what the, what the NRCA does for, for Cardinal, for our branding, for Reputation, for NASHCAT, is um, it shows quality. It shows that we know the latest and greatest technologies, we know the most cutting edge, whatever it is having to do with roofing, we know about it. Now they send out tons of, of literature and uh, we get inundated with all their stuff. If anybody really wants to know anything from the NRCA, um, I can get anything sent over to you. And um, I think a lot of their stuff is online. They've got regular old book books. They help with they help write the roofing test nationwide for the the states that do require testing and whatnot. So what the NRCA really will show the public is you know we take the time to keep up with you know the latest latest and greatest everything about roofing. So we know our shit basically. So between Hague Engineering, NRCA, and having the Xactimate software license, I mean, those are three things that I sell constantly. Now, the cool thing about this is, you know, it's building credibility, it's building knowledge, it's building comfort. Listen, we know this shit. We really know this stuff. You know, roofers and contractors, the way that the way it works nationwide is, I mean, it's a fast sale, it's a used car salesman type sale, it's a cheap, it's price, it's bang, bang, bang. We're going, hold on. You know, let's really teach the customer how all this shit works. An insurance claim is a once-in-a-lifetime proposition for a lot of people. So let's really slow down, let's show you how it works, and let's make sure that we're working together and Let's get your house put together the right way. It really shows our expertise. So this one, uh, um, I'll leave this one go. Um, have a great one, and we'll keep on pounding through these cardinal casts for teaching.